Oh, hi there, and welcome to episode 44 of We Need the Time. Well, hi there. <laughs> well, hi, guys. Did, didn't know you were there. That's a hello. keeper. Bubba Rosa. Oh, hello. <laughs> All right, you fine. You? I'll do it over. Yeah, you got it. With this. <laughs> I yelled Barbara Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 44 of We Need to Talk About Horror, presented by DestroyTheBrain.com. I'm your host, Andy Triefenbach. Patrick Hortkamp. I am Rune Maddox. I am Niles Maddox. I am Mike Hessler. Oh, you got your uh, surname back. Hessler? Yeah, 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 yeah. it just didn't work out with the Maddoxes. I am Hike Massler. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, today we will be talking about Mr. Larry Cohen, who unfortunately has passed on a couple few weeks by now yeah yeah but no i mean larry cohen is also very important so he sure is so yeah uh we'll get into that uh you can follow us on twitter and instagram at destroy the brain on facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash we need to talk about horror uh you'll find a picture of most of us good majority of the crew outside of the heavy anchor for uh horror trivia night so that was fun. It or was, trivia night. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I had a blast. We got seventh place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seventh yeah. seven place. We were tied for sixth and seventh. That's true. Uh, Josh, Niana, and I got fourth. Oh. oh well, excuse oh. me. We <laughs> you. I mean, technically, you were kind of second then, right? Because we had a three-way tie. That's How true. did that end oh, up? I left before that ended. Oh, oh thanks for your support. Let's, um, do so that on the, <laughs> let's do that on the air. That'll be fun. <laughs> no, uh, we just had the quote-unquote MVPs of the team go up on stage, and uh, I asked them old questions from five years ago. <laughs> okay. So Happy anniversary. Yeah. yeah. And it, it ended up being exactly kind of the placement of the names, too. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah. well... We knew who was going to win. We walked away with beer, so I'm happy. Yeah. 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 Thanks to Urban Chestnut for donating beer, gift certificate, uh, t shirts, and a one liter stein that went to uh, Jamie on the main team, Tom Atkins Diet. Jamie Lannister. No, not Jamie Lannister. Anyway, so thank you to Urban Chestnut. Thank you to the Nightmare Shop for giving tons of stuff to give away. Uh, you can visit those boys over at the Nightmare Shop LLC.com, which I highly encourage you to do, especially if you're in St. Louis. Support them. So, let's get into what we've been watching. What we've been watching. Patrick, what have you been watching? Which, by the way, I do dig the lawn sleeve shirt. Oh, that you thanks. Going yeah, that's right. That's. Nice. Oh, oh geez. it's got a Star Wars Return of the gee, Jedi. Guys, oh, oh, jeez. Uh... I like a shirt with multiple prints. You know, I do too. I like. Oh. I've been digging long sleeves lately. Yeah, I like it's, it's, it's matches very... your phone. Oh, it's like eighty one degrees out right it now. It does match. Yeah. It does match your phone. <laughs> Nothing like long sleeves and eighty one degrees. Right. <laughs> is that rhyme? It, it is cold. If it's eighty one, <laughs> I'm long <laughs> sleeve. <laughs> so, uh, okay. I watched uh, Cheap Thrills for the first time. Yes. That came out in like 2013, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's on the... Shudder now. And uh, yeah, that was that was a crazy one. So that, uh, for those who ha- haven't seen it, it's basically these two guys, uh, Ethan Embry and Pat Healy, 
who was in uh, the innkeepers. Uh, basically, they, they, I think he was like an old high school friend or something like that. Yeah. And uh, they're basically meeting up for the first time in years, and they're going out, and this crazy rich couple meets them, and they just keep challenging them and daring them to do these crazy random things and increasing the betting amounts and every time it happens and it just escalates and gets crazier and crazier and crazier and uh uh Sarah Paxton's in it too she was also in Innkeepers and uh David how do you say his last name Keckner Keckner yeah local boy too local boy Ooh, local boy sort of local boy <laughs> we crazy <laughs> but yeah La Llorona. it gets pretty insane and I'd, I'd say if you liked Would You Rather, you'd probably like Cheap Thrills. Oh, God. Hope yeah, so. I'd say it gets crazier in Cheap I've seen thrills, the cover a few times, but it always looked like kind of like a thing that would just be the entire time just cringing. Just like, oh. Uh, the cover's like him like ripping his tooth out, right? There's, uh, or at least like the Netflix cover was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's one of those I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm in the mood for somebody I ripping mean, his own teeth out. It's a previous late night grindhouse film. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't cool. know that play of it. There's yeah. some there's some I guess difficult scenes, there's some gross Yeah, there's bits. one part in particular. I was like, Oh, uh, I'm really doing that. Lots oh, of close man. up yeah. on that and yeah. But uh, it's I a great movie, though. I haven't that really awesome. paid much attention to that director. Uh, he has not done anything else uh, worth note. Too bad because that was small crimes. I did not like small crimes okay, at see. all. So anyway, he's rec- uh, directing some series right now. Uh, keep yeah, wanting to say Swamp Thing. Oh, really? could be wrong. Well, that could be. Yeah. But uh, I feel Swamp like Thing having trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Uh, it would be a good group watch, maybe. Like, if, yeah. Like by by yourself, you could just be like, "Oh man, I'm not in the mood for this." But no, it, it is enjoyable. Like just seeing how crazy it gets and the absurdity of it. Like there are a lot of funny moments, but there's a lot of moments that you're just kind of like, "It never." It, they're going. There. It's not like, too out. I mean, it's, it's not, grounded. Yeah, because it's like you know, it's not zany. It's like everything is kind of grounded, no matter how bad shit it's getting yeah because like to set it up so basically pat healy's character loses his job and he's got a family of support he's, he's got, got a, a yeah new, he's got a new baby. family he's got he's not gonna make his rent in time and when you see it from his situation it's like ah, okay yeah. i mean i don't know if i'd go that so far, it has a decent backstory but oh yeah, yeah. so okay. like well, you cool. kind of yeah, that, that gives me you kind of you kind of feel it. for him and you're like oh man what would you do if you were in that situation and but then, like, not to give too much away, but him and uh, Ethan Embry, like, they kind of butt heads at a certain point. And he's taking the crazy dares, and Ethan Embry's like, you know what? I'm going to do it for 20000 Oh, yeah, Undercut well, I'm going to do it for yeah. 15000 or whatever. And, like, yeah. Okay. I, I really want to know what you guys think, so. Yeah, no, I'll, no, I I'll love go to movie. watch it this week, actually. It's still streaming, so. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah I love that I movie quite a bit. Um, that's why I brought it for... Late night greenhouse and yeah. um yeah. I think I think you're right though. It benefits from a group viewing. Yeah. Cause <laughs> it's almost like this weird pseudo kind of like result of jackass, but it's for um kind of like the social Yeah. Uh like the social themes of, you know, people that have money and people that are struggling for money. 
There's some interesting stuff in it. Uh, I think that's what I thought it was going to be. It was like an extreme jackass. Like, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I mean, yeah. it's not. So that, but, you know, that's. But like I said, I think it is somewhat of a result of jackass and yeah. how like you digest that as a viewer is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I highly recommend it. So yeah, it's cheap thrills on Shutter. Would Check you it rate out. It? It's. I'd give it a. I think I gave it like a three and a half out of five. Okay. Three and a half or a four. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I think I but. gave it a four when I saw it. Cool. It's a good Blu-ray. Uh, something that a lot of us watched in the last week or so was The Curse of La Llorona. Oh, boy. Yeah, um, I <laughs> totally slacked off on writing that review. Maybe I'll do that today. It's yeah. It's uh, not great. It wasn't great. <laughs> nope. Um, I feel like they showed the ghost lady way too much, mm-hmm. and they definitely could have incorporated a lot more of Latin and Hispanic oh, culture. you mean like the fucking legend? Like, had yeah. any That'd of it great. in there, but it felt really whitewashed, and I just feel yeah. like the story wasn't done justice. And the only connection to the Conjuring universe is uh, F. Murray Abraham's character, the preacher character from yeah. Annabelle. That's it. That is it. I, I enjoyed the uh, the priest who helps her out I say yeah I his, thought he was his character please. was I mean honestly when I look back at the film I don't remember much but I remember like his one liners were ta-da. semi yeah the ta-da moment yeah, that was funny. that was pretty so, cool. I yeah I feel the same as you guys though it was definitely just dis- yeah, I mean I don't know I don't know I didn't expect much because yeah. the nun didn't carry any weight which I now. still haven't seen that that's on HBO yeah. I enjoyed it. might watch it Sometime. Um, but yeah the curse of Lanya on so there's nothing in them and like the Warrens no closet nope. that would be representative oh. of her role. No, no. Nope. Lorraine just died, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Uh, well, two, two days ago. Some may it? say that. Some may so. say other things. Um, the what movies the, are entertaining. She's coming back. The movies are no, entertaining. She's already haunting us. Andy. I, I haven't seen this new she's one. She's been yet. known to like cover but, up child abuse, so I still don't know how I feel oh, about geez. her. Well, so, well, well there goes that. that. One. Huh? <laughs> I don't know about that one. I I'm not going to speak. I, uh, I won't speak that. ill of the dead, but yeah, I mean, uh, you Yikes. might want to look into some of her history. Oh man. Yeah, I've heard a bunch of stuff about. Yeah, yeah. I gotta do my research anyway. Ooh. Um, but uh, I haven't seen it, but I I do kind of appreciate that those movies exist, just because it's like, oh, you know, we kind we finally have this series that's ever going, and they're not all going to be that good, but you can always expect one to be out like yeah. how if Jeremy was here you know we might say hey you know all those Amity movies these could be the new Amity movies we did Amity give away six headed shark attack on DVD <laughs> for her prize at horror trivia no what I will say positive about La Llorona is it, it does everything that the other Conjuring movies do right is focus on the family unit yeah and yeah. I mean that's still there so there that's the good out of the movie but Otherwise, it's just pretty cheap scares, and I'd rather have. It's just kind of boring. I'd rather That's have even worse. This series continue than the Saw series continue. Yeah, I mean, for people who just want to see like a spooky ghost yeah. movie, yeah, they'll just, be satisfied. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth a rent. I think it's yeah. a rent or stream. It's a good you know, pizza night have movie. Fun. Turn out the lights. Yeah. Pizza. Put some M and M's in your popcorn. Oh, I'm so looking that's forward to uh, Annabellier or whatever the third one is. Annabelle Come comes in, home in like yeah, in like three weeks. Yeah, or not three weeks, three months. Which three I, months. I think the Warrens are actually no. Wait, it's July. It's July. It's July or something like that. I think. Okay. Who's directing that one? Um, 
can't remember it on the top of my head. I know the guy that's doing that did La Llorona is directing Conjuring Three, which <laughs> oh, was, that's oh, right. I completely forgot that Uh-oh. James Wan's not doing that. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know who's doing Annabelle Comes. Up. Yeah, I, I mean that's really the only two that I yeah because the last Annabelle can was rate higher than decent. three stars. Yeah. I think. Right. All right. Uh, what else? Me? Yeah. You. I'm giving away free <laughs> money. Rin brought up Yorona, you would be next. <laughs> bad man. This is how the rotation works. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I finally checked out the uh, Twilight Zone. Uh, the yeah, movie. the Twilight the Zone, movie. the movie. And uh, Which, yeah. that was interesting, because I grew up with Twilight Zone, yeah, so it was cool watching you watch it. I definitely creeped yeah. on you while you were watching it. I really liked it. Uh, I think Spielberg's part... It felt is the weakest out, out of it just felt out of context yeah with the rest of them yeah uh, Dan well, the others are more like horror tinged and that one is more whimsical yeah it, it's and that's just, always but it is, just a lighthearted fun romp right <laughs> but like I told you in the Niles, middle of everything else is the last three are actual Twilight Zone episodes right whereas John Landis's wasn't it was a own original right so I think in uh, out of all of them the uh, the last segment with the uh, Nightmare at thirty thousand feet with John Lithgow. Yes, yeah, that's just his performance. Really fucking boss. Yeah, I I think that could have been its own thing. Um, but yeah, whatever. I'm yeah, just saying, like, it's a, it was a strong performance. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, other than that, it's uh, it is what it is. It's a Twilight Zone. Yeah, so anthology. Twilight Zone. Yeah, the Twilight Zone. <laughs> so the movie there's is an four anthology. segments, and there's a middle segment that John Landis did, and then uh. But it's yeah. great because so you have John Landis that play, uh, does the prologue in the first segment, and then uh, you get Joe Dante. Well, I guess the second story is Steven Spielberg with Kick the Can, and then yeah. Joe Dante does. Uh, I always forget the fucking title of it, but it's the one with the kid. Yeah, which was my second favorite. Yeah, it's just, it's basically just a Looney Tunes gone yeah, bad. It's stylistically, it's gorgeous. Like right. the set design, uh, character designs, the. The moment where the eyes pop out yeah, on the yeah. monster, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now you'll have to dig into uh, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone because they read. They redid that second, story. Yeah, second. Oh, no a way. second remake of the uh, plane story. Yeah. I was gonna say. I yeah. wonder if that Except, one had aired yet or not. It's. I, mean, it, I knew they were doing it. It was the yeah. second episode. It's, was it? Yeah. That's how I'm watching it. Yeah. There's uh, a. Yeah, there's no, the no, no monster though. Oh really? No. Yeah, they decided to do something different, which I'm cool with. Yeah, that's fine. fine. I know. Yeah, yeah why? Why good. are you going to remake the same story over and over? And why? But yeah, why I, love, not I love the monster to... with the like the dreads and like yeah. just whipping in the wind. You know, there was, <laughs> there was uh, the one thing out. that I didn't catch until I watched it last night was that he dest- the monster destroys the gun by whipping his fucking metal hair. Yeah. Oh, really? I, 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 I didn't never. Catch, I didn't that. catch it. I saw that the gun got like damaged, yeah. but I didn't know what. I thought it was from like his no, hair because the, that's kind of what I thought too. And then I, when I watched it last night, the monster like does this weird whiplash thing with his head, and then you see the guns like totally destroyed. And that thing's actually called a gremlin too. Yeah. It is, which is oh. I, which I guess goes back to the original meaning of a gremlin, which is like taking apart machinery. Yeah. You know? Well. Yeah. 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 Which is Looney cool. Tunes as well. Yeah, Looney Tunes, yeah. Their version of That might be a gremlin. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I think I gave it a, a four stars. Yeah. So I would, if you haven't seen it, check it out, especially since Jordan Peele has rebooted the series. It's definitely the time to catch up on the Twilight Zone. Yeah. I've only seen the first two episodes, but it's, it's off to a solid start. Cool. Mike? Uh, I was 
thinking about just slam dunking on Hellboy for a minute, but I, it, I, I don't even need to. It's not even worth the time. I watched Escape Room, though, and I guess I'll talk about that because it's interesting. It's it. not a terrible movie. It's not a Jan- – I mean, it is a January release. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's a prime – let's get our money and get the fuck out kind of, <laughs> kind of Sony Screen Gems thing, which they still haven't made really good on that name yet, but whatever. Screen uh, gems? Yeah. There's not a lot of screen gems coming out of screen gems. <laughs> no. Well, what do you want them to call it? Um, screen, screen maybe you'll like them? Screen <laughs> gems. Uh, a lesser stone. Yeah. Lesser value of stone. Screen rocks. Yeah. <laughs> screen quarter ones. Yeah. Screen, pe- screen stones. Screen yeah, pebbles. I think screen stones is the best, though. Screen, oh, they do have it. Pebbles. They do have the Dennis Quaid one coming out as counter programming to uh, oh, the, the Avengers. <laughs> what's yeah. the uh, What's the synopsis of uh, the Escape Room? Is it just a Escape Room? The room? Is yeah, it's uh, a couple. Yeah, pretty much. Well, it's uh, like six people is it, who is are it all like brought Q? together from different. They're brought together. Yes, it is. They're they're brought together from different different walks of life and they all sure. are here for a reason because you know there's a big prize at the end of it um and then it it's so kind it's like of house on honey hill oh, yes. okay. yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. got elements of that it's got elements of cube um it has definitely saw swaw well i always thought that cube and saw had very similar because uh-huh. they wake up yeah. in the same situation you know, yeah situation. do you believe and this isn't quite like that they're not waking up there but they are un <laughs> unknowing exactly what kind of extremes this uh, escape room goes to. And then it spirals out of there and becomes something different than what it started out as. So I, I think it is it is an interesting movie for sure. Okay. I don't think it's yeah. great, but I, I was pleasantly surprised and I had heard, you know, long after release that people were starting to discover it and go, oh, this isn't that bad. Yeah, I watched because it, it too, looked dreadful. I it really wasn't that bad. No, not no, that great, it's got not some, that bad. It's but got it, some decent it thrills. Was like this is actually kind of fun. Seeing I like where, this is, where this is going. Lot. Yeah, cool. She should be in more stuff. Yep. Uh, I watched off the Blu-ray that I bought during the Warner Archive sale. Bad Ronald. Uh, bad Ronald. Bad Ronald. Bad boy. Um, it's a TV film. That kind of surprise was made for TV. It's got Dabney Coleman in it, um, but basically the plot line is this kid who is not socially liked. Um, you could say he, he's bad. Well, he's not really. He's just trying to get friends, and um, he goes to like this pool party because I guess he likes the girl that's thrown it or something, and. Um, the friends kind of make fun of him and he just kind of walks away and he runs into a girl who's riding the bike and the girl starts making fun of him and like shit gets out of control and she or he ends up killing her. So then he goes home to his mom, his very overprotective mom and explains, I did a really bad thing. I don't know what to do. And basically they turn a spare bedroom under the stairs or spare space into his bedroom and they drywall it back up and he's going to hide out there so when the cops come by they won't see him 
Uh, so okay. so Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter. Yeah, it's Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> it's, it's also science. I'm watching, I'm watching my wife the whole time. Just like she's gonna be like Harry Potter. That it was is the first thing I thought like of. Harry too. Potter. It's, it's uh, no, they don't. Bad Ronald and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Uh, anyway, like it, it's just kind of fucked up because like then he makes is bad. So here's Weasley. here's the catch, right? Is that the cops come over and they're looking for him and uh, they make it appear that he ran away. Like, he set some of his clothes out on the bed and wrote, like, a note, like, sorry for what I did. I have to leave. And he's technically in the house. Well, then his mom goes in for some sort of operation. I think it was with her heart. And she ends up dying. So the only person that knows about Bad Ronald being there is Bad Ronald. <laughs> so he's 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 not stuck under the stairs or anything. Like, he has other places to get out. So he kind of peruses, but there's like a nosy neighbor that keeps spying in, so he doesn't want to come out often. And then a new family ends up buying the house. Oh my god! After it goes on sale, and they're it's hearing, castle freak. Yeah, they're hearing weird noises, and like he's punching holes in walls so he can see what's going on. It's a. It's oh, a, I want to watch this, dude. Movie. It's a weird movie. Um, I mean, this sounds interesting to me. It is interesting. I mean, it's not done in like a really creepy fashion. It's just like it's this kind of weird psycho it's thriller. Like thirteen cameras, kind of a thing. So, uh, I guess I never saw it. Oh, really? Okay. Um, but you know, Mace. It's yeah. he. He makes like a fantasy land that <laughs> he calls at. It's spelled like Atlanta, but instead of the L, it's an R. Antrania, I think is what he calls it or Atranta. something. Atranta. Atranta. My Lanta. Uh, anyway, like he gets obsessed with one of the girls that moves in. It's a family of like three girls of different ages and he gets obsessed oh, with sh- one of oh, the it, early ones. Yeah, Castle Freak. Man. So it gets weird. Yeah, it's not Castle Freak. I'm going to keep saying Castle Freak. We haven't like- even talked about Castle Freak. I know. But yeah, we watch Castle Freak if you haven't been able to talk. No, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Bad Ronald is on uh, DVD and Blu-ray. Um, I would recommend getting the Blu-ray once they do like the Warner Archive sale again, so you can get it for eleven bucks. Uh, I think it's worth it. So, Patrick, been playing catch up and finally watched. Uh, I've been playing mustard. <laughs> oh, oh, I finally watched the first season of The Exorcist, which was on Fox, and. It's very good. If yep, uh, makes me really? very, makes me very sad that it was canceled and it only had two yeah. seasons. No, I, I I got nothing on it, that. Especially the further you get into that first season, and you start to like the more further, interesting, the it more becomes. interesting it becomes, yeah. and some familiar characters pop up, and you're just oh like, nice. So yeah, cameo- any cameos? I mean, yeah. not from yeah. any All original, not like cast members, original cast members, no. but. <laughs> It, but some of the characters may show. Yes. Oh, okay, and cool. apparently, from what I've read, it actually is part of the same continuity as the first film. Yeah, but it's it, supposed it, to be canon. ignores two and three, but... Which, it, well... I guess, like... But you're into... You're starting the second season now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are you saying... I still haven't watched the second season. I was about to I, say, are you saying I heard an interesting tidbit, so I'm going to leave it alone. To two or three. No, to season two. I don't want to season two. It's but... about season two. I don't want to tell you what it may reference because okay. I don't. I don't want to spoil it for you. You want me to have because it may have been spoiled for me. It was not spoiled for me, but yeah. the original Exorcist connection that that I did get to, and so yeah, it's really cool. Uh, 
Gina Davis is in it, and uh, there's a lot of great acting in it. Uh, there's, it's, I'm kind of weird about modern possession movies and TV shows, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but like everything else about is great about the show. But like anytime, like you actually see somebody that's possessed or whatever, oh, it's the same thing. Like it's just like I don't know what made the original Exorcist so great was that you know you had uh, what's her name was it Eileen Dietz. Yeah, as a Pazuzu, Captain Howdy, Captain, yeah. Captain Howdy, and then you had the the old voice with it and stuff. But like, I don't know, like it does feel very modern when it gets to the possession stuff. Like, oh yeah, this looks like it's out of uh, exorcism moves. Yeah, it's it's so and so. It's as if <laughs> it's know, as if whatever, every exorcism of so and so. Every effects artist today is like, well, yeah, I saw yeah, that movie. Let's like, do that. Let's have like the wind blow. Like, let's make her eyes black. And, like, yeah. But, well, I wonder if her bones will crack. Yeah, and like <laughs> the voice is like too goofy, scary, and I'm like, okay, I you, bet she'll contort. You should have got an old lady to do this voice. That would have been cooler. But yeah, like I don't know. I mean, everything else about it's great. The story's great. Characters are great. Maybe, mm. maybe, maybe next time I'm on, I will have watched season two, and I'll know what Andy's talking about. Okay, I'm Man. excited. I finally got to watch Reanimator and Cry. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was super fun. Well, I'm you talking enjoyed about one of them. I mean. Reanimator, I really enjoyed. Bride was just stupid, crazy. Um, there were parts that were enjoyable, but I definitely prefer Reanimator. I thought it was cool that the doctor was Hans Gruber, <laughs> which Niles was kind enough to Google for me, and it turns out he was the inspiration for Die Hard Hans Gruber. Yes. Yeah. Bride's, glad. Bride's a real piece of shit, though, huh? Yes, it is. It's like, yeah, how many yeah, girlfriends does great. this guy need to have? Like All of them. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's still better than... Uh, what was was the third one? Oh, Beyond Reanimator. Beyond Reanimator. Yeah, we didn't get there. Which is still enjoyable yeah. as a movie. I mean, I like all of them, to be oh, honest with no. you. Oh, no. I don't... No. I can't say I dislike any of them. <laughs> I'll just say... But we, I, yeah. I love trash, though, guys. Yeah, Come well, on. no, and that's why you're here. <laughs> we watch anything, too, but it's it's one of those things that... But no, you, it we just, had never seen Reanimator, yeah. and watching them back-to-back, it was yeah. like... Wow, this is an amazing film that everyone has been telling me to watch, and obviously, right? Yeah. Then it was like, oh, well, I, no. I mean, by the time you, the by the time director? you get, we didn't despite, really need to. By the time you get to beyond, yeah, keep keep your expectations. For no, low, it's, it drops, but you'll still have greatly. you'll still have fun with it. On That's you get you get good Stuart Gordon, and then you get fucking Yesna come in and just go. What should I do, guys? Keep the camera close. It's, it's not that bad. That's what he does. Like that. That's what Brian Yosin does. Does he say that? Yeah. No. He keeps it nice and tight. Nice and tight. <sighs> nice and tight. <sighs> it's shunting. Let's shunt. Yeah, I was expecting some shunting in the, the Bride. I mean, there's no shunting in Beyond either, There should be a but... shunt in every movie. I mean, it basically okay, was it kind be. of a shunt when mm-hmm. the dog, you know, comes out with the hand. Oh, that's true. I mean, yeah. they were kind of shunted together. Yeah, shunted together. Forever. I watched Ghost Watch, and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's, um, it's actually amazing. So I actually watched it twice because <clears throat> I started watching it not really. I had no backstory. I saw this oh. random. Yeah, no. Nobody told me about it. It was literally I, I signed up for Shudder, and, and my suggested thing, it was Ghost Watch. And I was like, I'll check this out. It looks like a fun little indie film, whatever. Yeah. And so it starts, and it's like, 
Oh, right. Well, this is like a BBC. Yeah, it's a BBC news broadcast. And I guess this is something that happened for real back. You know, I was I could have been if I would have sat there and watched it the first time and like, oh, my God, you have read about it now. Right. So what happened was I stopped watching it because I was like, I don't know what this is. And this is just weird. Right. And, the you know, the quality of it in the beginning, it just looks like a damn news program. So I stopped watching it. And then I looked up, I was like gonna, I wasn't even gonna rate it, but I was seeing what everyone else thought on Letterboxd, and everyone had like four stars. And I'm like, well, I guess I just need to stick with it. I better check this out. Yeah. So yeah, then I finally went back, rewatched it. Blown away. Blown away. It literally pretty is amazing. the inspiration. I mean, I don't know if anyone even knows about it. That's the thing, because it aired no. once, and then they finally were released it. So yeah, it's <clears throat> people who caught it live uh, definitely remember it. Yeah, I mean, for I was, sure. it was definitely like the Orson Welles kind of you right. Know, right. matter. It was, yeah, it was, it was aired terrifying. once. It was aired at, it, in, in like a primetime spot, but it seemed like a real news broadcast. And I think at the time, it's definitely like something that you could buy into at that time, for sure. Yeah, well, I, it aired on Halloween, so right. I mean, it was just like, oh, they're having some cheeky fun. Absolutely, but people, people yeah. really thought it was real, though. Yeah, I mean, there was a decent amount of people. No, I, and I love it because it, you know, got into Conjuring two. It felt this, you know, it is obviously the same kind of, yeah, kind yeah. of the same backstory. Yeah, they use it as a basis, like yeah, a jumping board. But I love that movie, so <laughs> that was pretty cool to see the yeah. another take <clears throat> on that kind of a story in the UK. Which I'm always a fan of British anything. So ah, the yuck. Yeah. So uh, a recommendation. I'm pretty positive we talked about it on the podcast. Dead set. Okay. You should check that out. That's All right. True. I'll add it to my watch list. Because like you know what Big Brother is, right? The t- yes, TV show. Okay. Yeah. I think you'll have fun with that. And you like Black Mirror? Oh yeah. This yeah. is Charlie Brooker's first like foray into horror. Okay. Stuff. Cool. So yeah. It's good stuff. It is. It really might good. be on Shutter or Prime. No, it's on Netflix. Or Netflix? Dead Set is on okay. Netflix, yeah. It's been on Netflix for a long time. Okay, cool. Mike? <laughs> the Fury from 1978. Brian De Palma's um, thriller, psychological craziness. Ah. I love De Palma. I've, I've, you know. It's like a psychic afterthought of Carrie in a weird way. Yes, and it's it's definitely got a few things in common with Scanners as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, it deals with telepathy and it, uh, it's got it's fire good. starter elements. Um, yeah, basically, it's <clears throat> it's like, well, I want to make a Stephen King's fire starter, but I want to do other weird, cool shit with it. And yeah, I also just watched David Cronenberg Scanners yesterday, so yeah, let's get this it's ball that rolling. Kind of, it's yeah, based on a book. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Barris, John Barris, that I think. About right. Um, which funny story about the Channel Zero is that. His son was one of the interviewers talking to Nick Costa, oh, the really? showrunner, and like, wait a minute, your last name? Did your dad write the Fury? And he's like, yes, he did. He's like, oh my god! <laughs> and he had a nerd out moment. That was kind of cool. Oh, that's so Nick Costa is also a fan of the Fury. It's a kick-ass fucking so, movie, and I, it's it's not one of those heralded De Palma movies. I hadn't seen this one in oh, probably fifteen years. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to remember the U.S. release on this. Like, can you get it on Blu-ray in the U.S.? No, it's not it's on Blu-ray. It's only US. through Powerhouse, right? Uh, 
No, it's through Arrow. Arrow. Okay. And so I got a region free player. I buried the lead Congratulations. there. Yeah. Everybody should have one. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I had been sitting on the Fury. I had bought from like somebody <laughs> selling their lot of movies. I bought the Fury. I was like, it's region B. I was like, well, I'll watch it one day. And uh, I finally bucked up and got the player. Ooh, bucked up. And it's a great disc, man. It's really good. The movie stars Kirk Douglas as a government ops kind of guy. Yeah. And uh, his son is kidnapped. His son has some special abilities. And people want to use those for nefarious purposes sounds like Firestarter. yeah exactly. it, it, it really it, it's very similar it's not and the movies are not similar at all no they they're wildly different wildly different this this has one of one of the best like De Palma slow motion sequences in the middle of it that's uh it's like a precursor to untouchables and it's it's fantastic all right so i'm gonna check that out and uh, uh someone is spun to death so, yeah, holy shit, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It also has the f- the best, I think, the best final moment of a movie in cinematic history. Mm. Wow. Mm. Well, that's a strong opinion. Well, now we have to <laughs> Let's watch. talk about strong opinions. Let's talk about Brain Scan. Miles and I watched that. <laughs> yes. It was, uh, and Rin was there too. I was also there, thank you. Yes, you were. I, it's hard for me to keep track on what movies you were awake for, though. You know what? <laughs> uh, I am fragile. I feel right shots, are, shots are fired yeah. right now. Well, no. It, it's behind the scenes stuff. Rin's got some stuff going on. So she was a delicate flower on the couch yesterday. Fucking Robocop right now. <laughs> yeah. dun, 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 dun. Uh, anyway, Hold on Brain Scan, things. as you know, is one of my faves. Yes. And it's what I model my life after. Is, wow. uh, Pretty you know. sure he talked about yeah. how he identified as Edward Furlong yeah. in yeah. his bedroom. Most of his life. <laughs> and I, I also revealed to Niles that my ringtone is Igor. Yes, yep. master. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, I don't know what Niles really thought of it. <laughs> I, I, I told you, I think it reminded me of Little Monsters, but like a more age. That's of, a, that's it's a good, Little Monsters that's for a good a, comparison. A, if you put Little Monsters. Or young adults. Yeah, if you that. put Little Monsters, Trick or Treat, and. Yes. Some poorly done VR thriller yeah. in a blender. You <laughs> would get brain man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, like, hey, we could probably do some of this stuff a little better if we didn't just do virtual reality. Right. As an adult watching it for the first time, I mean, if I was in middle school watching that, I would, right, I would have right. been hard on the entire. Oh time. yeah, for sure. Um, but I'll say, as an adult watching it, what it came down to is actually the ending when they they flip it on you. Yeah. That actually made it for me. I was like, yeah. okay, yeah, That's now cool. I get all this. Because watching it, you're like, man, this poor 16-year-old just having a hard time. All he wants to do is play some video game. Yep. Nope. He just wants to get scared. Nope. And now he he's got this friend something. who's not Howie, and I'm waiting for Howie to show up. Yeah. <laughs> With his broken horn. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. My so, favorite part of that movie was the opening that was unintentionally yeah. funny, but since we like to talk about Ed Furlong's screaming mother. Yeah. Mom! Oh, did he scream mom in the beginning <laughs> of his So yes, it wasn't necessarily him. With him going, Mom! Mom! <laughs> but it, well, it wasn't Edward Furlong. Okay. Yeah, it was the, the smaller version of him. Oh. Screaming mom! But it's him. Yes! Yeah, when we started, I'm like, oh, this is going to seem really funny now. <laughs> Because the first lines screamed our mom. 
anyway. Oh, Eddie. But yeah, I I love Brain Scan, and I think Niles is right there. And I love like, it. If you've never long. seen Brain Scan, you're probably not going to be that impressed with it. It's fun. I, I yeah. like it. It's the absolutely fun. I, re- I actually really like it. Patrick, what do you got? Anything uh, else? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so since I missed uh, last episode, I just want to say a few words about Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh God. You're going to play catch up? So, yeah, I man. killed you off last time. I said, Patrick, all right. I know, but hey. This and is you came back from the sometimes dead. Sometimes dead is better. This <gasps> is the Easter episode. This Welcome back, Patrick. Redem- oh, this is God. Redem- risen. It's redemption. It's resurrection. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I can so, see through your hands, dude. Wow. Wow. So, uh, yeah, um, Pet Cemetery. I saw the remake. It's a movie. I saw the remake twice. Don't ask why. But, uh, no, it was actually a little better on the second time. It's uh, It went from thumbs down to thumbs sideways. Uh, a hard <laughs> meh. A hard meh. Yeah. The few enjoyable moments. I'll, I'll put it this but, way. I couldn't, like, watching La Llorona, I'm like, is this better or is this worse this than Pet Cemetery? I think uh, it's slightly worse. But I will say, the one I really want to talk about is Pet Cemetery 2. Yeah. <laughs> which I really think is my favorite Pet Cemetery movie. <laughs> I don't know how I've gone this far in life without having seen it. But Thank God for Target having it for just, $5 on DVD. I'm not saying it's like, oh, good movie okay. but it is the most fun of the it is so fun. made that i'm like yeah i'll spend five bucks on that at target why the fuck not well it's, it's also great. like kind of a, a mind riddle for you right because yeah. the same fucking director directed pet cemetery yeah. and pet cemetery too you know what maybe it is a good movie i maybe, refuse to maybe talk it is cemetery so <laughs> Last episode was like two and yeah. a half hours long. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. Mary Lambert might be just on a whole other level. Like she's like, you guys just wait and see. You guys are gonna love this movie. I got this movie called Soul Survivors coming. <sighs> Ooh boy! Yeah, wait, you guys Ooh just boy. wait. But yeah, Pet Cemetery Two. That's just. It's too bizarre not to like. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's five bucks it's at Target. Just, take a chance. I don't know if I'd buy like a four K. <laughs> restoration of it or anything like that but, yeah. I just got it in the two pack so that it came yeah. with Pet Cemetery 1 I was like sure I'll yeah. give it a go but yeah what a blast all like, eyes on me huh Rin. two pack <laughs> two pack <laughs> all eyes on me save us Rin uh, Niles movie? and I have been watching on Shudder since we finally got Shudder um, we have been watching Eli Roth's History of Horror and I've been enjoying it. It's been very educational. It's kind of nice to see things put in a timeline mm-hmm. and in nice little segments. Yeah, you guys yeah. finished it like yesterday, right? Yeah, we yeah finished the last episode last night, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought there was more than seven, but... There <clears throat> should be. Yeah. Well, maybe next season. I'm sitting here. Yeah, I mean, we finished it. I was like, okay, what what could be What next? now? Yeah, I mean, like, they, they're pretty generic, mm-hmm. you know, segments. So. Do you think yeah. they could find a less douche for the sequel or no? Season two, I mean. You mean Eli Roth? You mean the show called Eli Roth's History yeah. of Horror? Do you think we can just not, change it to someone not, else's? Not I don't think he's a douche. He I th- has I good sh- questions. I, I, so. he, he really is good in the show. I'll just yeah, say that. Yeah. He's, he's un, unbiased. Dude. I think he's unbiased. He's one of those guys that I don't necessarily like all of his movies. Oh, but I, I, I like I hate, I like listening hate to, his movies. I like listening to him talk for some reason. Like, I don't know if. He, I think he's like a Tarantino. Like I wouldn't want to hang out with him. 
But I'll listen to him talk. No, I agree. Like, and Tarantino's no, no, like good his, on the show as well. His, He's uh, very open about some things. I'm like, okay, his, well. Right. No, but like the uh, the audio commentary for Cabin Fever, it's actually really fucking entertaining. Oh, like, yeah. Well, and I love. I actually do love Cabin Fever, so yeah. it's just when he gets into the other territory, which you I know, can, they even address Oh, that, yeah, which you know, I, can, I can. They're like, yeah, it's not for everyone. Understand, yeah. It is what it is. But mm-hmm. yeah, I know a lot of people don't like him, but. Yeah, these are. I have no problems with Eli Roth. I don't dig the torture porn so much, but watching him in the show, he was great. I just haven't seen Green Inferno yet, right? I don't know. Or Cannibal Holocaust, you're good. Yeah. How about Knock Knock, though? Cannibal Holocaust. (laughs) Knock Knock is. uh, What about Knock Knock, though? (laughs) Not good. Oh, oh, buddy. I I don't even. Oh, know. buddy. It, if it were any other director, that would have ended his career. If you saw it on Cinemax, it would all make sense. Though that's true. Yeah. I don't know how he got Keanu though. I don't know. I mean, he's kind of in everything, isn't he? Yeah. No, <laughs> not really. I mean, wasn't he in that one with like the mailbox? Would he go back and? T- <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was kind of. It's dope. a romantic comedy. Exactly. Uh, well, a romantic drama, I guess. Yeah, I, I, do. I, I think at this point, Free Keanu's, what Keanu's getting paid to do. So. I mean, he's a job. Was I that the it. name of it? No, knock, knock. Free pizza. <laughs> yes. Who's going to turn down free pizza? That's true. I, I mean, so I think I'll talk about, I mean, can we talk about Fridays, Joe Bob? Because I had yeah. fun with it. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and I want to talk about so fucking the, Wolf Guy. The funny thing is that uh, Niles has Shutter through Amazon. And I was like trying to tell him, oh, no, get Shutter through the app because you'll be able to, A, watch live and B, like, there's some titles that are not on the Which Amazon he talks record. about the, the the verses he wanted to make it still a live experience. Right, right. And I think it is fun watching it live and especially, like, if you're fucking around with social media a little bit. Um, but, it, you know, it, I like the event aspect of it yeah. anyway, even if I most of the time I'm not on my phone. I'm watching the movie. But it's kind of cool to just say, hey, this is happening here. Like, at this time, let's go do it's this a and celebrate experience it. experience right. at home. <laughs> it was uh, yeah. it kind of filled in the void. Yeah. Friday night. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah, it, it was cool. Um, I brought my Roku stick because I'm like, don't worry. I got this figured out. Because I started looking at it before. Uh, and I knew we weren't going to be able to watch it, so I just brought over my Roku, and we watched Shutter that way. Um, and yeah, it, it was fun. Here's the funny thing about Niles that he hasn't really mentioned is he's from Texas, but yep. wasn't exposed to uh, Joe Bob. No, yeah, so Joe Bob Briggs was a big thing down in Texas. As a child, I was not allowed to watch. Right. It was definitely the time I turned from TNT. And yeah. So, yeah, I never got to really experience it as a child or even as a young adult. And... uh yeah, it's been awesome to get to know what everyone's been hyped about. Yeah, yeah. So, so like Friday, um, we you know, you don't know what the movies are, obviously, and then once he starts, then we find out. And Madman was the first one. It's like, well, ugh. looks like we're gonna be talking during yeah, this entire yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> but he got a little bit of a hint of like how Joe Bob can take not a great movie and kind of spice it up it. and yeah. entertain it. Yeah. Um, but then Wolf Guy was next, and thank God for Joe Bob because I wasn't making fucking lick the of sense time, of it. Every time that it went cut to Joe Bob, yeah, he'd look at me and going, "I don't 
Am I, I don't too, know. Have I drank uh, too much? Yeah. Uh, what's happening? Do you know what's going on? I'm like, no, yeah, dude, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Joe Bob comes on the screen. Just to let you guys know, this doesn't, doesn't make, make any, any sense. sense, you know, and I will explain why. Yeah, so Wolf Guy is a uh, movie with Sonny Chiba. If you don't know who Sonny Chiba is, he's a martial artist. Um, that I, I I always struggle saying he's a martial artist. He's just a thug looking dude. He fights like traditional, just yeah. gangster kind of yakuza fighting style. I right, right. Like, it's yeah. not fancy footwork or anything like Bruce Lee, but he became popular because of Bruce Lee because the demand was there. And uh, the one thing that now Niles is going to be doing is, uh, well, hopefully, I'd, I think I'm just going to buy that collection. And we can watch it. Yeah, uh, the Street Fighter collection. Yeah. So. Because he isn't seen Street Fighter, and I'm like, oh fuck, dude. Anyway, um, so he plays a cop that I thought was just gonna get bit by a werewolf, but <laughs> apparently he is a werewolf let's, the whole time. Let's talk about the fact that there is actually no wolf. Did anybody else tiger. watch this real quick? Okay, so yeah, and then it's a, it, tiger. it's a tiger, and you're reminded of that whenever the tiger like so is they, superimposed on a scene, and right. it's a zoom in on the tiger. It's like but oh it, shit, it's like stock footage from like a zoo. Like right. it's just a tiger just being a tiger and just breathing. And you can tell it's cold because there's like smoke coming out of it. But yet it's warm in the scene. Setting. Yeah, like yeah. they're wearing shorts, and it's just this like smoking tiger <laughs> in the midst of. It's a weird Japan. movie, and I do want to like maybe sit down and watch it again. Um, but I still don't think I'm going to make heads or tails out of it. Yeah, no, yeah. it won't make any more sense. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then I know we did a rewatch of um, Castle Freak, and what else did we watch from him? Uh, uh, Blood Rage, but Blood Rage, Blood Rage yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You started not. I started not. No, it was it was late. Was late. <laughs> uh, seems so. Anyway, Mike, what do you got? Uh, I watched The Wind. Oh, which yeah. is out now on VOD from IFC Midnight. And it's a movie that was kind of hyped at, uh, was it where, where, South by Southwest, maybe, was where it made a, a big splash. I think it played at TIFF. Maybe it was TIFF. Yeah, it was one of the two, and IFC picked it up, and uh, there was some high buzz around it. It's a, a period piece that takes place kind of in Western era, and it's inspired by the crazy isolation that women would go through during the plain days when they'd move out to the center of nowhere and the husband would go away and then it's just her and so it's it's the part of it is there's this supernatural force that's apparently out there nobody believes this woman uh the girls but she's played by caitlin jerry Kaylin Gerard was in a movie called Smiley that I appear to be Smile. No, it is Smiley. The I, I, one with Arif- yeah. Anna Ferris. No, no, not okay. Smiley Face. Oh, Smiley Face. No, it is a fun one. It's Smiley. It's uh, it's like a chat room killer kind of thing. Oh yeah. I no, I, I think <laughs> I am the only one that likes that movie, but uh, she was also on Bo Burnham's short-lived MTV series. Oh. That show was fun. Yeah, I so love, she, I love Bo. she is extremely She's good. She's a good, good, good actress, and I look forward to seeing her in a lot more stuff. Um, hopefully, this will get her a lot more stuff. Was it a uh, like a slow burn kind of a thing? Yes, or? definitely. Okay, cool. It's, yeah, That's what you're, it sounds like. It's like it's a lot of just isolation. Slow dealing, isolation. Like dealing that, okay. 
that's dealing with uh, there's a, a pregnant neighbor like the is the closest house to them is a another couple and okay. uh, yeah it's it psychosis you don't really know what's real and what's not and yeah it's cool. uh and and you said that was streaming yeah it's, it's on, on VFB. VFB. okay cool. yeah. uh yeah I guess I don't have anything all right never mind let's get in uh, oh really what. We're gonna get in them guts. Where'd Patrick go? <laughs> <laughs> Is this the time for him to leave? I mean, he did say he would have to leave early. But he left a beer. (laughs) He just ran away. Look at going. Cool, great. What are we talking about? We're gonna get up in the cuts (laughs) about Larry Cohen, uh, director, producer, writer. Larry Cohen that passed away not too long ago. Um, We feel that his filmography is one to be seen and talked about. So King Cohen is the main documentary that we kind of want to talk about because obviously it goes over his filmography and I think we should talk about some of the favorites of Larry Cohen. Uh, full disclosure, though, some of us have not seen every fucking Larry Cohen movie. Absolutely. Um, I know Niles, one of your big gaps is It's Alive and Black a, Caesar yeah. and Hell Up in Harlem. A lot of them, which are... Oh, boy. Un- unle- mm. Well, I'm just saying, unless you purchase them, they're kind of hard to I don't view. know I, if I've seen... The second, it's alive. I missed the third. those same movies. Well, I can tell you, the second, it's alive, is not nearly as good as the first one. It's kind of a retread, and the third one is more interesting because Moriarty's in it, and uh, I I find him fascinating. Yeah, so, he's a interesting actor. It's one thing that you'll learn from watching Cohen's stuff. He was in. Four of his movies, and then the yep, that's Masters a of Horror question. and the yep. Masters of Horror. Yep. Yeah, we we missed that one. Well, good um, job, guys. <laughs> anyway, I was God told me too was his first one with him though as the uh... no, oh, no 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 Q Q is yeah, the first. Q's I apologize, Q. sorry Q. The Q and then the, God told me to the failed bank heist kind of. Well, guy. wait, no Moriarty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's the driver. Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he sucks at it. Yeah, worst driver ever. <laughs> ever. Uh, I recently, so I don't like the Masters of Horror episode, but I did recently rewatch it because I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll like it more. And it's a, I think it's one of those things that would make an interesting script and read probably pretty well. But Speaking even though Michael Moore, yeah, a Moriarty <laughs> in it. He's not that great in it. No, He's very I, hammy. What, what, what I don't the think title? title of that one. Pick me up. Pick me up. Pick me up. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I probably saw it back when it was on initially. Uh, I seeing clips of it. It was like I don't remember this, and I don't want to watch it. So <laughs> that was. Yeah. It's got Faruza Balk in it, but she's barely oh, in it. It's I weird. Faruza and Tara Reid. Had a little crush on her. Tara Reid. Back in the day, she's, she's not in it. Is she not in that one? Uh-uh. No, it's well, she's in the documentary, but she was in something of his. And I thought it was Masters of War. Maybe it's not. Unless Larry Cohen did a second one. That's positive that they didn't talk did. about. I don't know. Yeah, some did. I don't know. Whatever. There's well, there's one lady with some bad plastic surgery, but I don't think that's Tara Reid. 
I don't know. Man, Aren't no. they all tarried? <laughs> so, King Cohen is a pretty well done documentary, and I think it encompasses a lot of his career pretty well. And especially, like I said, I forgot all about the television stuff, and that's how he got his career. And yeah. then, uh, you know, he wrote a couple of things, and directors kind of took it out of his hands, and uh, that kind of really just started, hey, I'm just going to fucking direct my own stuff. And right. then, it's funny, there's a part in the documentary where they're like, when he was tired of directors fucking up his material, he became a director. Then when he had to protect the director, which was himself, he had to be a producer. Yeah, I know. I love... Well, for me, it was really cool because obviously he has passed at this point, but when it was made, you know, he's the main narrator in the movie. It's him talking about himself, and I love that. Like, he's being honest about how he felt at the time. It's not... You really don't get that uh, sense of, like, a third party. It is funny, though, every time, like... Like the whole um, jumping out of the cab sequence from yeah. Black Caesar, yeah. how Williamson's like he didn't do that. He didn't. Th- if right. No, telling, if love, he told yeah. you that, he lied to you. He's, he's a, a liar. Did well, Williamson no. come off kind of as an asshole? A no, little he bit. was. He was just slick. I mean, he's a bad. Oh, no, 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 no. He, here's the fuck. thing about Fred Williamson because when I he's will talking say, about original gangsters, I just love his particularly smoking that cigar. So when I met yeah. Williamson, I thought he was kind of intimidating a little bit and like didn't want to hear any anything other than "You're great." So I remember I interviewed him for a little bit, and uh, I'm, I asked about the Jim Brown thing. Like, do you think Jim Brown like helped usher you guys into the forefront on you know black exploitation films? And he's like, Jim Brown didn't do shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's very he's one. Of, yeah, he's one of those dudes that is going to talk big about on his career. I honestly, out of that story, I believe Larry Cohen probably did it. Because Williamson was probably just well, like, no, you you fucking do the stunt, and then right. If it well, turns the whole out, point right, is that he's it. saying that Larry Conan would say, well, Larry Cohen would say that every stunt that like somebody was like, well, I don't know, that seems kind of dangerous. Like, I do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, you, no, you yeah. didn't. But I, I remember like talking to Williamson about Larry Cohen, and he, he's just one of those dudes that likes to think that he did everything himself. And nobody yes, really helped him. And originally, what it came I, get, across I got what you. Were but saying I love, yeah. I mean, I love Fred Williamson. I think it's like he's I brought great. my friend on as a favor. Yeah, and then he started having some ideas, and I was like, "No, it's mine, bitch." That's kind of how he came across. It's like, yeah. "Whoa, man!" That's, I thought you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be memorializing the guy who was still alive at this point. And those, oh, those final words of the movie with him yeah. talking oh, about being alive part man, two. was really uh, difficult. Really, God. really took on a different note. Yeah. yeah. And you, you could have thought that that would be the case with something where mm. a guy's old. And yeah. Well, I, I, I maybe cried. You know, I didn't think he was it, old enough to. Watching it post away, his though. demise, it was very surreal. Uh, but yeah. also, it kind of. You're like, oh, that's how he lived, you know? And that's, yeah, yeah. that's how he thought. He's like, I still got tons in me. You know, I hate dealing with studios, but, you know, if I got to, I got to. I'm yeah. going to keep doing this. And that's that's what it came down to. I felt like that was what I got from him. And honestly, I'm from doing this podcast and, you know, watching Cohen films. I mean, his this has been a huge I'm so happy I finally saw these movies. Yeah. So because I think most people are like, oh, that's a dude that did this stuff. Yeah. yeah so no, it's and like, that's yeah, all I knew. That's great. But he's also got like this whole history that is unlike the stuff right. that everybody yeah. needs to check out because most of it is good. I'm not going to say everything that he's no. done is great, no. but I had no idea he wrote 
phone booth. Yeah, yes. yeah. Which is actually like a I'd pretty decent it. movie. It's, like, it's it's a pretty solid thriller. Yeah, like I, because yeah. I, I I think that I I could be wrong, but I, wasn't that at one point going to be option to uh, Alfred Hitchcock? Uh, yeah. So from what I remember, Cohen used to hang out with Hitchcock quite a bit, and like he wrote the script I think for Hitchcock. And Hitch was like, well, I would do it this way. I'm trying to remember that story. He does tell it in the movie, doesn't he? Or no. They said it was like Hitchcockian in that. Okay. So so they don't talk about it. Yeah. yeah, Okay. So Larry, from what I understand, him and Hitch were pretty tight. And um, it was a it was a weird thing where like they were sharing stories and getting critiques from each other. And but. Obviously, if Hitch tells you to do something, you would probably take real good note of it and probably do it his way. Because, I mean, the man is, like, you know, ironed out the thriller genre, right? But, um, yeah, I think... I'm trying to remember if Larry Cohen wrote it for Hitch or if he was just writing it together with him or in by writing it, it's mainly Larry and he's like, Hey, what do you think of this scene? And Hitch would say, well, why don't you do this? And it's more like suggestive yeah. notes. It's such a great premise though. And like but yeah, they said in that documentary, like the best thing he was able to do is constantly come up with great premises. Well, like, yeah. What is this? What his is wife that? said, like, you know, he has post-it notes all out throughout the house of just random ideas. Right. Here's a concept. Yeah. Will it happen? Who knows? And I love that he had he got to have final say. Of, yes. Oh, I don't like the shooter's voice. Let's let's get Kiefer Sutherland. You yeah. know, like they never said who the original sniper's voice was, though, did they? I don't, I don't know. So. I couldn't hear you over the elephant. <laughs> what I thought was really cool is that even if he's not personally making a movie, know. he's always at least writing something or yeah, dictating something. Yeah, like, it written. just makes you think, like, how many unproduced scripts does that guy still have out there? What was his brain like? Yeah, Jesus yeah, I mean, that's what I'm curious on. And that was something that, you know, I picked up on at Cinema Wasteland and definitely on this documentary that he knows... You know, he's got that opinion uh, that he's pretty underappreciated. Yeah. You know? And he is. Which, honestly, I think he was. Yeah. Especially when you look at his repertoire of films that he was involved in. Not just saying he directed, but... Maniac Cop. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of a shame... It's kind of a shame that, like, he went out like that. You know? I, I really wish... I'm hoping that the documentary, when he saw it, like that he started to realize people really do appreciate yes. his work. Yeah, because there's that clip of him at that convention. He's like, he's like, soon he's like, they'll all be coming to me. Yeah, like I'm just waiting on them. <laughs> well, like, yeah, he's like walking into the convention center. He's uh-huh. like, yep, you don't know me. These people don't give a shit. I'm just gonna walk right past them. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you get that idea bummer. that like he he started so many ideas. Mm-hmm. He because his ability to say fuck it, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do this on my own. Right. It might not be the best. It might not look the best, but we're gonna get work done, and this is gonna happen. Yeah, we'll go shot by shot and figure this out. Let's do this. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, he was like, when I think of guerrilla filmmaking, I yes. think of him. Well, that, yeah, they he didn't give that. a shit about 
getting a permit. He's like, no, let's just get it done. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're talking about cheese. with Q. Right, right. Like the shots on top of the Chrysler <laughs> now, building. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's when it becomes troublesome, though. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're freaking out like this half of New York or whatever. Oh, we're fine. Film <laughs> Yeah, just filming a movie well, of this was, guy shooting a he, fucking machine gun on top to of the like, Chrysler building. Right, and he was smart to, like, hire, like, off-work, off-duty cops. Yeah. Right, because, right, right. Well. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean... It, there's a lot of adventure with his filmmaking that I think is uh it, it's it's missed now like I I think he was more creative what I've always liked about Larry Cohen is he was always willing to go somewhere as long as he, he can craft a decent story and be creative about it yeah versus now like I don't really see anybody that's too creative like they're willing to take a chance I mean, sure, there's, there's, I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. But I think right now with filmmakers, um, there's people that want to flip the table yeah. and do their own thing, which I think is important. Yeah. But nobody's willing to like just say, hey, I want to make this really basic story, but figure out a way to make it really enthralling or creative or on its own. Yeah. Like uh, God Told Me To is a very unique film about Catholic guilt, and it's just... Dude, I I don't know. Like, I'm not really religious, but it always, I got that right. Yeah. I'm not Catholic, and but I'm it, not religious yeah, at even all. Even if you don't identify, like Bone, obviously, yeah, as yeah, a yeah. white man watching that, I got it. Mm-hmm. I get what's going on, and to the fact that that ushers in a whole fucking genre, right? Like, hey guys, I figured a new way we can make some money and yeah. and create a whole nother segment, and like, yeah, again, no one gives him. Nobody gives him the props. Yeah. But here's here's the thing. Like, he's not really a great filmmaker. There's no. a, like in, in a technical style, right? He's just running gun. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think God Told Me To does have some visual elements that are interesting, especially once you get to the, the, the end with the, you know, in the chest. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know, man. It, it's just like he's such an amazing writer and he's an okay director. And I, I really feel like, I don't think Phone Booth's a great example of a, you know, it's not directed by him. It's directed by Schumacher. I was pleasantly surprised that he had something in modern times yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that I was well aware of. Yeah. Right. That's where I was sitting at that. Because I, when I saw Phone Booth, it was great. One, right. And I'm a sucker for a one room, you know, theatrical it's plot. It's a like, cool that's, concept. You know, one of my yeah. favorite movies is Rope. So I... I like that, and the fact that he—I was like, "Oh wow!" I, I had something. I just my, wish I got. I, I wish a director on his level would have been able to direct his stuff because yes. I think well, maybe some of those movies would be more standoutish, right? And not even remakes, like just something that he has sitting around, right? You know? And, and maybe that, that could might, happen. That's what I'm yeah, saying exactly. now. That there's this new generation, and, and clearly there's. You know, I feel like most of his. Good I think movies, he's got the output. Yeah, out there, I think most sure. of his good yeah. movies are definitely streaming on most sites. Mm-hmm. Like you can get on Shutter, you can get on Prime. You know, this stuff's going to be watched by people now. What's what else did he have? Yeah, you know, and if yeah. somebody has the money to to buy some stuff, you know, that'd be cool to see. Yeah, some written by. Yeah, I Fred. mean, he also seems like he's a dude that. You know, sticks tons of irons in the fire too. So, mm-hmm. like, he could have been working on stuff, hustling, hustling, probably mm-hmm. prior to him dying. And I don't know what's going to happen with it. Right. I would hope, like, he would get an estate. Like, his wife would just take over and 
deal with all that because uh, it sounds like his wife was pretty in tune with him yeah. sounds like even his even his wife. ex-wife yeah like, yeah she didn't have anything bad to say about him no. it didn't seem she knew no, what no. he was is that is that what we get from Larry Cohen? We knew who he was. Yeah, like he was not. He didn't like try to sugarcoat anything, no. and that's what I always liked about. He was very direct. Any, anyone who talked about him in that documentary, we were like, "Yep, this is the guy you knew. This yep. is the guy you got." Yep. Yep. That's cool. Anyway, um, so what are the, your favorite Cohen films, Patrick? I like It's Alive. Um, that was one of the the first one I saw was the stuff. Which I think is my favorite, not to be too predictable, but uh, I do like It's Alive, and I know it's not in his film, but I do like Phone Booth. I, I remember seeing that in the theater, and you know, I was only like a teenager at the time, but that but that movie was like so tense in the theater, and I would say, you know, yeah, it's a Joel Schumacher film, and he doesn't do a lot of great films, but. Falling Down's good. Fall, Falling Down, Lost Boys is great. Of course. Batman, <laughs> Batman, Rock. <laughs> old classic. Surfing, <laughs> surfing, air. baby. I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Q. I did watch Q the Week Serpent, and I really enjoyed it. But um, yeah, I mean, I think this stuff is probably it. Probably is my favorite, just because I I really enjoy the aesthetic of it, and right. that was like. I saw that like around the same time as stuff like Killer Clowns from Outer Space and just mm. like this goofy off the wall stuff and no pun intended. <laughs> but uh, yeah, cool. Uh, out of everything that I've seen, I've really enjoyed the Bone the most. Yeah, uh, lots of fun social commentary. <laughs> and it's a, it's. A- <laughs> It's not a tough movie to watch, but it does have... It's an intense, frantic kind of I guess it is kind of just fucked up to watch sometimes. I think the general public might not like it, but I really enjoyed it. No, I I really dig it. I I think it's awesome, and it's uniquely different, even though it's pretty pretty much set in one location. Yeah. Yeah. It still feels like a different movie, like something you haven't seen before. And I think a lot of it is the strengths in the the writing. Yafet Koda's fucking amazing in it. And that's the thing is like when I hear Yafet Koda, I think of two things is fucking Alien and Freddy's Dead. And nobody told me about Bone. And I saw it uh, like Blue Underground put it out. And I'm like, dude, this is fucking amazing. Why? Why isn't anybody being like, oh, the dude from Alien and Bone? See, it's no. funny. I, I actually, I, I only know him really from the James Bond film. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. And fucking uh, Live and Let Die. Which, oh, damn. Yeah. It was a black balloon. Yeah. It's a real bad effect. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> but hey, that song. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. But like, honestly, I was like, saw him. Oh, it's the villain from yeah. James Bond. But he's he's fucking great in that movie. And yeah, that's definitely one of mine. It is. is Bone, for it's, sure. It's, he's terrific in that. Had some great twists and turns. It didn't yeah. end the way I was expecting it to. And that's what sure. I liked about it. Yeah. Is like you get introduced into this kind of racially charged situation, but it's it's so it's like weirdly handled. It, it's I don't know. It it feels more organic on what's really happening, but like then you really start to question like how is he able to really do this? Like, like the sex scene. This is alone. fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love Bone. But the, you know, and they talk about that in the documentary how he right, flipped right, the right. script on the uh, you know, feminism movement and just like, you know, that power position kind of a uh, mm-hmm. scene and 
you know, he, he talks about a few, I mean, it's all real satire heavy, Yeah, but it's some, but heavy, some of the, yeah, some of the things issues. that he talks no about. No one is talking about that at that right, time. Right. Especially we talk about it time. a lot now. Yeah. It's like Jordan Peele and stuff, but right. like, yeah, back then, no, yeah. not so much. Okay. So bone and what else? What was bone was my favorite. Okay. Yeah. But I also watched the stuff I've seen. Phone booth. Okay. Had no idea it was his because oh, I was yeah. like, I don't know, ten. So yeah, I got you. Yeah, there's that. And we it's watched like King Cohen point. too. And yeah. what? And we watched King Cohen. As oh, well. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Niles, what's some of your favorites? Anything uh, different? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I, well, we watch a lot of things together. Obviously. Right. Right. Um, but the one she didn't really see that is my favorite is God Told Me To. Oh. Um, which I really want to see. So yeah, uh, Bone is strong second, but uh, God Told Me Too's got that heavy vibe, and right. and the. But it's crazy that Bone was like his first film debut. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, yeah. holy shit! I directed all these cool, or wrote all these cool uh, TV episodes right. that are, and it what it seemed like was always the weirdest episode of. It's, uh-huh. like, it's like, hey, I'm writing a a western kind of thing, and this is what happened. Yeah, like, yeah. What? Um, but yeah. God told me to, which is his second film, mm-hmm. right? Well, uh, second or third? No, I, I guess it is his second. second. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's simple, and I talked about it a few podcasts ago because that was my first time watching it. I tried to rewatch it, but she fell asleep. Yeah, but I mean it's still it sits with just that creepy vibe mm-hmm. of what's gonna happen, and you know, as you said, you know, the Catholic guilt, you know, just yeah, it's interesting that he could portray, that, and then it though. ends up. With a little bit of a sci-fi, right? You know, and you don't see—I—I I, I did not see that coming. But you know, I thought they were going to go more spiritual, especially right. at the time when, like, it's like post-exorcism and like uh, or exorcist, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you assume they're going to go the Omen exorcist route, right? With it, right, right. But then they don't. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting how it plays with everything. It doesn't play off like a normal movie no. at all, and that's I, I think that's most of his films, except for like, I guess the stuff is pretty normal, sort of. Stuff is a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty by the numbers though. But everything like some of these unique things, and I feel like it's not. something that a lot of people even at that time could get behind, and I think that's why it's the most popular is because everyone hates big corporations. Everyone right. hates being sold. Everyone hates that. And they hated it back in 1970, you yeah. know? So, obviously, that's going to play out better than racial issues or sexist issues or, right. uh, you know, even religious issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Uh, you know, but um, yeah, God Told Me To is my favorite. Bone, I'd say, is my second favorite for the reasons we already discussed. And then um, it's, I guess, the stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just so much fun. Well, I don't it really think, is. And I don't think that's a bad thing to say is because, no, I mean, we're pretty much all from the same kind of generation. The, yeah. The main thing about the stuff that I like is the visual aspects of it. Yeah, yeah. Which is mm-hmm. so funny because it's like, it didn't really have a lot to do with Larry Cohen, but he was smart enough to hiring a marketing director for uh-huh. a packaging yeah. I mean, he was somebody who had already. Worked yeah, I didn't know. I, I had. And that, that made so much anything sense to me because about that. If I think about that movie, it's all about that little container. It's mm-hmm. all about that little container and mm-hmm. how clean it looked and how everything looks so just marshmallow me clean and just and it ends White up being this goo. But it ends up being this disgusting, you know, saturate your soul kind of a, yeah, yeah. I really like when it like blows the people up the wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah, those yeah. effects are awesome. fucking great. To, yeah. They really are. You know, to this day, yeah, there are some really cool shots in that that I'm just like, wow. I oh, that, not... Garrett, that Garrett Morris death is Ugh. something else, man. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it's difficult to see anything past that because it, unless you purchase it, blind buy it, <laughs> they're not pumping those out. You yeah, know? no, they're no. not. So... Um, really that was what I was limited to was those few movies so and yeah there's definitely some bl- blind spots in my film <laughs> holy shit he did Wicked Stepmother yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I looked up his like whole I was like man I have not seen any even Uncle Sam I've never seen that was on the dock wasn't it yeah. Wicked Step- Stepmother yeah, yeah. yeah. Uncle uh, Sam was not mentioned they, but he didn't it. direct that yeah. so they yeah. they wisely omitted Uncle Sam <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean there's only so many you can show, I guess. It's kind of fun. But yeah, I need to... Um, I still... I don't think I've seen Return to Salem's Lot. Uh, the little clip they showed in the documentary, I see- like, I remember we were just like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I I have... I feel like I have, but it was on TV and I wasn't... Okay. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah. whatever. It just was in like, the background. Wow, this looks great. Right. Yeah, I think that needs to get on my watch list. Um, if you don't mind me asking, Andy, so you, you you met him. Yeah. And that was in like a convention kind of setting. Yeah, it was uh, at Cinema Wrestling. What was that like? Well, uh, I mean, here's here's what I could tell you is that uh, myself and my buddy Ed, um, we were super stoked to meet him. Like, Ed and I usually are pretty much on the same page of who we really care to meet. Um, and it's usually the creators more so than the talent, mm. except for like, you know, something like uh, thriller, cruel picture meeting Christina uh, Lindbergh's pretty fucking amazing. Uh, and she was also super nice. But anyway, uh, with Larry, you know, he was just kind of sitting there just going through the motions and, you know. Was it kind of like in the documentary where he was kind of, there weren't a ton of people coming up to him? But here's the thing. It would be waves, right? Yeah. Like maybe a lot of people aren't interested to it's weird because I think there's two types of horror fans that go to horror conventions. Yeah. There's people that are more interested in uh, the people that thought of the story and like the creators and the behind the scenes people. Yeah. But then you also have people that want to meet the stars. Leanna and, Quigley. Yeah. I want to meet <laughs> Leanna Quigley because she was in Night of the Demons. Oh shit. You're telling me this the other girl, Amanda Kincaid's in it. Oh, okay. Hello. I don't, and that it's also, you know, it's also kind of a slippery slope because if, if you get somebody one star to sign it, uh, that's 20 bucks or 30, depending where you're yeah. at. And then like, oh, I got to get the other actors. And then you fucking invest like you 100 and you 200 budget. people. Yeah, yeah. $200 to sign your fucking poster where you should in my opinion, get the one signature and that's from the creator. So I got my God told me to poster signed by him. And I think Ed had a black Caesar poster that he got signed by him and he was really cool and down to earth, but he was also like selling containers for the stuff for like oh, 40 awesome. bucks. And I'm like, I don't know if I could do 40 bucks I, for an empty container. Yeah. I, for Lindsay's birthday, I actually just, made her one because right, you could right. just print out those labels and I, I just but here's the thing like <laughs> he was also very aggressive with some of his copyright too so yeah. like uh, he could he would come after he could sue you for that gift yeah I didn't pay for it so it's I okay. hope 
You I made hope you it. Cherished it. Copyright infringement. God damn it! I hope you're happy, Lindsay. <laughs> I'm good with the jail. Anyway, but the estate of Larry Cohen <laughs> no. v. No, it'll be fine. No, I just ate, I ate some yogurt. I cleaned <laughs> out the container out. and I just glued. I used like Mod Podge or something. I like that they kept comparing it to yogurt in the dock. It's like. But it uh, looks like I saw it looks like fluff. marshmallow yeah. fluff. Yeah. It looks like a fluffer nutter. Yeah. yeah. yeah fluffer nutter. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter and marshmallow fluff on a bread. Fluffer nutter. Fluffer. You never had one? Yes. I want to hear you say fluffer nutter. Oh, fluff again. Fluffer nutter. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> fluffer nutter. Okay. Oh no, don't do it. Um, oh, no. So excuse you. can you actually buy those online? At all? Well, no, no. I mean, you like, could have. Yeah. Uh, just contact him and be like, yeah, sure. Give me like, one. You could have for now 40 bucks. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, somebody's in charge. But yeah, I mean, he signed the posters and he was happy that, you know, we were, we were getting posters signed. Did he personalize we it, him. though? <laughs> well, we already talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like personal. Who should I make it out to? Please, no. And, no. and he, yeah, he did give me the shit. <laughs> You're going to sell this on eBay, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, no, it's for me. Uh, but I don't yeah, want it to say it's for me. In my fucking I actually collection. like having things personalized. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes goofy, it's but... sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's weird. Like I that love Blair your, Witch your Blair Witch project. poster. Yeah, it's I got, got Blair Andy Witch. written on it. Yeah, and that's the thing is like <laughs> it's not just misspelling. Sometimes they do goofy stuff where like Andy's off to the left. I know. is a really weird way to spell your name. I think it's kind of cool. But but it's like Andy is off to the left, and then his normal stock signature is off to the right. So it's just kind of I don't know. It's goofy. Andy J. That's why I'm like just fucking focus on B E W B. Anywho, Mike, what are some of your favorites? I am a big fan of the black exploitation trilogy that he started off. Oh, with. are you? Yeah, why oh, why'd you become a robot? I are you the he Torgo from he Sounds he like Torgo he from Manos the Hands uh, of Fate. Yes. Yeah. I love that movie. Bone, Black Caesar, Hell Up in Harlem. All three back to back. He did Black Caesar and Hell Up in Harlem the same year they were released. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh they really rushed out hell. But oh yeah, hell is but just I, I like pure it nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. It's um, I really like Black Caesar. I had seen that before and did not finally remember it. Uh, I don't know why. It's awesome. The James Brown soundtrack is pretty awesome. The score is really awesome. And then Hell Up in Harlem is a sequel, which I did not know and which really can't happen after the ending of Black Caesar. But okay, well. <laughs> But they talk about that in the doc. They do talk about where it. they cut it out. Yeah, like he just went. Oh yeah, I'll just snipe it off of. Uh, he doesn't you know, have to die. Thirty-five. That's cool. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Help in Harlem is the pure action movie to Black Caesar's. Yeah. Um. You know, kind of, kind of gangster. I think Ed and I talked about it on thriller. the podcast like a long time ago, because Ed used to have a. Uh, segment called 42nd minute so oh really yeah and That's we cool. talked about 42nd street and like exploitation films nice if i find it i'll put it in the show notes i can't wait to dip my toes into this stuff what you, you can't but you, you mean can't. dip your toes you've I, done it I, I don't know a lot of it i mean you're sitting poolside just swinging your legs i'm so excited you're for what what are you excited for just to see these movies okay have you seen Truck Turner? It's a good it's thing you Larry saw him in Cohen time related, for the. 
time in time for our podcast. No, it's okay. Larry Cohen did nothing to do. No, Truck Turner. No, I Truck Turner is fucking great. Yeah. And uh, see, now he's got me thinking of all of Pam's, all of Pam's Foxy and coffee. coffee. Well, yeah, coffee and man, that, and I—that's fine. The Pam Greer stuff I've seen a lot of, so yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the things I—I'm just saying, it's nice to know that there's a long list. I got, yeah, yeah and and for sure. that's what I'm excited about. Well, it's not that long because they—I mean, it's—it's it's really Bone Black Caesar Hell Up in Harlem. It's alive. God told me to. Well, no, he's talking about the subgenre, right? This, yeah, yeah. Uh, what the black black exploitation? You, you, you haven't been no. Exp- you haven't really I delved into Pam it, huh? Greer, okay. I love me. great, man. Well, after I watched Jackie Brown, I just had to go back. Well, what about, like, Big Dollhouse? Have you seen any of those? Oh, oh yeah. like the bird, Girls in Cages kind mm-hmm. of stuff? Yeah, yeah no, I'm good on that. I don't <laughs> know. I just, it never looked that interesting to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's almost like the women's um, women in prison sort of thing. But yeah, there's, no there's more to those films than just women in prison. I'm all cool with the final girl, but I just, yeah. I mean, at the same time, it's like, I don't know if that's necessarily the. I don't know, man. I think you would like. I think uh, it, I would girl. need somebody. I think to you suggest... would like the big bird cage. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would be, it would take somebody to suggest like, oh, this is the one. Sid Haig's fucking great. At well, and I true. love him, so I would love yeah. to see mm-hmm. get him and something true. that. Yeah. yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, I I grew up really liking Q, and uh, I just saw the stuff for the first time a few years ago. D- dug that a whole lot. So, yeah. uh, I I had dug for this. I really just watched um, Black Caesar and Hope and Harlem Bone. None of which I had seen. I'd seen Black Caesar, kind of, I guess, but I didn't really remember it. Yeah. So I had seen those, and uh, I'd seen It's Alive, but I hadn't seen the sequels. So I watched those, and you know we already talked about those. But um, yeah, I I think he's uh, he's kind of a good director for hire. That's that actually was a lot more than meets the eye. You think about him as like a director for hire, like he yeah. didn't write these things. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then you watch that doc and you go, "Oh no, he was kind of doing his own thing the whole time." So, yeah. it's an interesting career. It's not a really long career, and there's not, you know, there's not these big like Toby I mean, Hooper landmarks. Right. He didn't get a lot of a lot of his stuff after the kind of exploitation area uh, and the stuff. He he didn't explode like you know he's got tons of content. Like, right, I, I just imagine Larry Cohen's place having like hundreds and hundreds of scripts of half that are movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, or like, yeah, either half finished or yeah. just unproduced, right? Yeah. And nobody's interested. Maybe hopefully well, he ran like, out of money. This producer yeah. backed out. Or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, but it might change. Like. I, I could totally see somebody being like, oh, okay, let's take a look at like five of Larry's scripts. I wish he had gotten a chance do. to direct something again, so a I. movie again, so he could have ended his career on a high note because it really, Original Gangsters is bad. It's not good. It's yeah. real yeah. fucking bad. Yeah. And I watched that again for some reason too, oh, just wow. because I was in the real Dedicated. Williamson. <sighs> I was on the Williamson kick, and I was like, you know what? I bet this one is good. Nope. And I saw it, that. I saw it's that. Better than I remember. VHS. No, it is yeah. not. Yeah. It's. Isn't there a second one? Terrible. No. Are you sure? Huh. I don't. Okay. I'm not aware of. Yeah, it was playing off of like the boys, boys in the hood, like right, Menace right, right, Society right. era, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I was a big sucker for that stuff. So yeah, Dude, it's just like, it's pure cheese shit. Gee, shit. I was right. sad when uh, 
Oh my God, what's her name? I didn't get to watch and, the uh, ambulance. W- Wicked stepmother. When uh, fuck, what's her name? You know, Betty Davis. Betty Davis. Yeah, and, yeah. She oh, had to leave. What? She had to leave during production. Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought that was that was a really oh, interesting yeah. story. That kind of sucked. Was very interesting. Like that, that. Like I felt so bad for Larry because I know like he didn't. He was. A, he wrote it for her. Yeah, and she just yeah. didn't want to do it anymore. No, and she's a real trash piece of Wait, dirt. Yeah, that was. A, well, she was like really sick and like yeah. dying. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's a real trash. Admitting trashy. Yeah, but she said she witch. just she didn't want to be part of that project. That's what anymore. she said instead. Yeah. Right. She shouldn't have said, but she, she, you know, she's trying to save face. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, because I think she mentioned like. Instead, they mentioned she's like got an egg her, all over that face that she saved. Right. Well, they'd mentioned like that her teeth were like falling out and stuff like that. And yeah, her dentures were not stand. Oh, her dentures. I was like, I don't remember her teeth falling out. Yeah, her dentures. Yeah. Which, you know, it's funny because she, she basically ended up being her character from Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A little bit. You know. I really like seeing uh, Billy D. Williams stranded at sea. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh man! And that kind of swore there was another. That was that was weird. I thought there was another original Gangsters, but like he was on a ferry that they were taking. I think you're referring to "I'm gonna get you, sucker." They were grabbing a shot real quick for Deadly Illusions or something like that. Strange Illusions? What's the name of that Strange one? Illusions? <laughs> Lord De- of Illusions? Is it Deadly Illusions? What are you know. talking about? The one with Billy D. Williams. That Billy D. Williams Oh, I was, don't know. He, he was on that boat, and they were taking a shot, and then the boat fucking drove off. Yeah. And they couldn't <laughs> get it to turn around. They're like, oh, well, no. Yeah. Our star's on that boat. Yeah. And Billy's over there waving Sorry. like, hi. Like Wizard of Oz. I don't know how this works. Sorry. See ya. <laughs> See ya. The new Star Wars trailer, right? No. <laughs> but no, he did look scared. He's on that boat, like they're taking. He's me. like, well, I guess, I, I guess I'm gone. <laughs> Colt yeah. forty five. Oh man, who's <laughs> Oh, I want to get a Colt forty five. Has anybody seen Cellular? That's that's one of the other cellular with Chris Wait, Evans and. I always get that mixed up with uh, frequency for whatever reason. Chris Evans and uh, what's his name? Statham. That's him. Sounds quite. Jason Statham. <laughs> yes, sir? Yes, sir. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, it's not that that one's decent. He wrote those, like, he wrote that in Phone Booth kind of back to back. Yeah. With And, and they're kind of similar, but one is stuck in one place and one is stuck on now, the phone. Now, cellular <laughs> is different than cell. Like, there, I remember right. there was cell, a cell with the flip phones that are... Cell, That's Stephen King. What? That was cell, and then there was also uh, one missed call, and... <laughs> yeah. And, Why uh, I don't know. I don't know. How did, how did you get on this rabbit hole? You said cellular. I know. Yeah. Is that about phones? He's he's on a cellular phone the, through the whole movie with... Uh, like phone booth. With Jason Statham. So it's pretty phone much, booth, but with a yeah, cell phone. Yeah, he pretty wrote them much. back to back, so... Okay. Because they, phone booths don't exist anymore, honey. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last one that Colin Farrell was in, and they, they broke it. They fucking broke it. That yep. was the last one ever. They set it on fire, mm-hmm. and they broke it. They had a sniper. It was Ron was Eldered, by the way, who was the original voice. Ron Eldered. Ron okay, Eldered. and who is he? Hang on. Um, you would know him from. <laughs> Can't believe you guys are googling. He was at the on table. a TV show. He's Ron been on a Elder. few TV shows. 
I can't oh, remember. Is he like a transformer voice? Like what made it? It's got to be something about his voice, right? Oh, he was well. In the, he was in Ghost Ship. He was in Ghost Ship. He wasn't that supposed good to be a movie? positive cell. He was in Mystery Alaska, everybody. Oh, that's a good movie. Drop Dead Fred. But no, why was that's he? A great movie. He's he's that guy, that Owen Wilson looking dude. He he is Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> he does look like Owen Wilson. Okay, is that that Drop Dead Fred? No. <laughs> Yeah, that's dropped. No, over. that's Rick Mayo. Everybody, look at Brown Elder. Oh, I'm doing right now, so you can get this visual component. <laughs> so you can know what the hell we're doing. Oh yeah. my God, he was in. The, he was one of the guys in Sleepers. He was in the Steve Jobs movie. What I'm getting at, <laughs> I don't understand. Does why. he have a unique voice? No, or like, not why really. Was he the the first? I don't know, but uh, Cohen talked him out. Talked uh, Schumacher out of keeping him in. And well, good because I think. The Sutherland Joel thing called is up his nice. little friend. He did Deaver. a great job in that movie, Sutherland. You yeah. know, uh, has anybody seen Grand Piano? No. Yeah. 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 It's, it's good. That's another. Oh, yeah. But thing. it reminds me of like Phone Booth. It's pretty much the same. I think Grand Piano is really good. No. I Written think by Damien Chazelle. Yeah. I think it's great. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. My anyway, favorite. Larry Cohen didn't do those, but. Nope. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I like this career. Um, he's he's of the. Of the prolific directors have died recently he's definitely got the most unique filmography mm-hmm. whether all of them are good or not you know one way or another but yeah. he didn't have as much trash as toby did no he didn't um some of my favorite cone stuff i've already pretty much talked about is stuff bone um i i mean i just like his unique voice which mm-hmm. is just I don't know. There's something about it where once you start watching a lot of his films, it's like, okay, I, I hear this voice more so than some other writers. And that's, I I think he always wrote great fucking screenplays that will rise above the kind of, I don't want to say mediocre direction, but it's, it's nothing. There's no flash to his direction. It's just really get it done. No, the only time it gets creative is God told me to, which is probably my favorite early on his his early on, like those first five or six movies. He had a lot of, there's a lot of handheld. Yeah. There's a lot of like stealing shots. There's a lot of like urgent stuff that he does that I think is interesting that does not go anywhere. Once he gets to like, the third right but i think i think some of that paired with the content is what makes maybe some of his stuff more potent like yeah bone, for sure right bone feels like it's it's just a camera that happened to capture what's it, happening yeah, it feels very urgent yeah all right so anyway uh rest in peace larry cohen thank you for the movies uh again i think everybody's got blind spots so I, i'll watch some of those and just gonna get them done by the podcast. Yeah, you can watch Full Moon High for free on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. yeah, that is That's on a good there. Teen Wolf ripoff. <laughs> yeah, uh, not very good. Who would have thought? Rip off a Teen Wolf, uh, right? I mean, I guess Teen Wolf was a big success. So. I watched a ton as a kid. Oh yeah, mainly because I think the it was just always was on cable though. Styles, Styles, yeah. And I wanted named. to be named Styles instead of Niles, and I thought that was going to be. You my. could, you <laughs> could I'm gonna, happen I'm now, dude. call you, you Styles. Can make that no, no. Oh, so now. here's the thing: I actually made it happen in high school. Oh god! I had the nickname Styles for a while because I knew another guy who liked Teen Wolf. And Rin, did you know? I was this? like, just start calling me that. Yes. Why? Why this. is this not your handle? On all your socials. Yeah, Styles Maddox. Man. With a Z? 
Do it. Yes. Do it. Hard, hard Z. Hard Z. Do it. With a Z on the end of Maddox, too. Like Maddox. Existence. Yeah. Biker Boys. Oh, Existence. Piker Boys. There's now, one I haven't so, thought about in forever. And the funny thing is, I can't, I can't watch Teen Wolf now because all I can see is fucking Gacy. It's like his <laughs> teammate running across, sweating, oh, yeah. playing for the Beavers, and I'm like, oh, well, there's Gacy. He's gonna put on his clown makeup soon. Are you talking about Francis? Yeah. <laughs> Francis. That's funny. Oh my god. So anyway, thank you again, Larry Cohen. Uh, yeah. Hopefully everybody has a good time. Rewatching your film, sorry, uh, didn't happen sooner. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. Patrick, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Well, Twitter, I'm at uh, Max Rubo Rules. There Instagram, you go. I'm at Patikin Skywalker. Uh, You're on Letterboxd. I'm as also well. on Letterboxd on the same name. And uh, you know what? I'm going to throw this out there, oh, too. Boy. I'm on PSN. Oh, so shit. if you guys want to play some Battlefront with oh, me, I'm totally down. If you, wanna, if what's that? If you noobs want to get pwned, if you noobs want to get pwned, <laughs> if you want to play some Friday the Thirteenth, I'm totally oh. down for that. So feel free to reach go. out. Man, I can be found on Instagram as Rinstelgram, which is R I N N S T L G R A M. Thank you, bro, Bumrin. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd. My name is Niles Maddox, N-I-L-E-S-M-A-T-T-O-X-22. Which is how old he is. And wow. uh, I am at <laughs> Hassles, H-A-S-S-L-E-Z, on uh, Instagram and Letterboxd. <laughs> Why are you pushing the microphone with your <laughs> He's going in for a kiss. Aww. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, PSN, Letterbox under the name of Treefy, T-R-I-E-F-Y. Again, please, while you're at those social media websites, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DestroyTheBrain or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash groups slash We Need to Talk About Horror. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about horror. Stuff. We need to talk about it. Can we talk we about Joe Bob talk about ta- saying suckling and suckle? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do yeah. you want to talk about? You just no, that was it. it. I just wanted to mention, <laughs> I just remember him saying suckle like seven <laughs> times during that Friday show. <laughs> Our killer track is going to be the main theme from Black Caesar, brought to you by James Brown, who does the whole soundtrack. It's a boss album. And uh, yeah. Edwin Starr gets hell up in Harlem. Not a fair replacement. Not no. Nothing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, thank you very much. What are we doing next time? I don't know. We'll figure out what the hell we're doing uh, for the next episode. Maybe we'll go back a little bit. I don't know. All the way back. Sit there in your shame. Sit there in your shame. <laughs> Who wants to go see Batman in the theater? Okay, bye. 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 Yeah, man. Like, you know. I was born in New York City on a Monday. The same time I was outside of shoot by two to noon. All the bad cats.